Praise God, brothers and sisters. It's a prayer service, so we will be spending more time in prayer. And um, before we go into prayer, I would like to share a little word. It was on my heart. And uh, let's open up to Matthew chapter 22, verses 15 through 21. And they sent to him their disciples with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God in truth. Nor do you care about anyone, for you do not regard the person of men. Tell us, therefore, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus perceived their wickedness and said, Why do you test me, you hypocrites? Show me the tax money. So they brought him a denarius, and he said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? And he said to him, Caesar's. They said to him, Caesar's. And he said to them, Render therefore to Caesar's the things that are Caesar's, and to God, the things that are God's. So how many of you have heard that phrase said in, like, your experience in youth? Everybody's heard that, right? We've all heard, render unto Caesar's what is Caesar's, and render unto God what is God's. And um, I really looked into this last verse, render uh, to God the things that are God's, and um, I got to thinking, and I, uh, I really thought about it. You know, what is God's? What is... If we, are, if we are Christians, if we say that we live a Christian life, what should we be offering to God? What should we be giving to God if we are His? And um, same thing with, uh, with the render unto Caesar. What is Caesar's? You know, tax season is coming around. We're all doing our taxes, and uh, that's Caesar. That belongs to Caesar. But the second part of it is render to God the things that are God's. And... Uh, when we are born, we are born with an inscription upon us. Um, Jesus asked the, the Pharisees, what inscription or whose image do you see on this coin? And they said, it's Caesar's. It's Caesar's image. And um, Jesus said, give that to Caesar. And the same things with us. We are born with the image of God upon us. And uh, Genesis 1.26 tells us that we are created in the image of God. And therefore... If we are the image of God, if we are the body of God, if, if God created us in His likeness, in His image, us, our bodies, our everything, we should give that to God. Amen? And um, second, 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, uh, they were talking about earlier, uh, I mean, in the chapter, uh, it's talking about sexual immorality but the last portion of that, um, hold on a sec. First Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were brought... You were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body in your spirit, and in your spirit, which are God's. So again, we see this, this, um, this verse, and it's telling us that, you know, we were bought at a price. We are not our own. This, this image that we have, it's not ours. It's God's. And uh, if, if, this, if we are God's, 
we render to God ourselves. And uh, when, I, when I looked up the definition of render, it literally translates into give back. If God gave us our bodies, if God gave us our thoughts, our actions, our jobs, our money, our, our actions, our everything, we have to give that back to God. We have to surrender that back to God. And, and uh, I'll tell you from personal experience, um, surrendering to God everything in your life is one of the hardest things you'll ever do as a Christian. Um, giving back to God what he gave you is going to be one of the hardest things you'll ever experience. Surrendering your life to God Surrendering your thoughts, your actions to the will of God is going to be one of the hardest things you'll have to do. It's so easy to say, uh, say that, but in practice, uh, surrendering to God can be a very difficult thing. And um, in this prayer, um, I want us to just open up our hearts and just surrender to God. Uh, we sing the song, you know, I surrender all. And I think about that sometimes, and I think to myself, do I really surrender? Do I really render to God everything that He has given me? He's given me so many good things. He's given me so many blessings, and yet I don't render to God the things that are His. I render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, but I don't render to God, well, let me put it this way. I render to Caesar's what is Caesar's because I, I fear of the consequences if I don't uh, render to Caesar what is Caesar's. But when it comes to surrendering to God what is God's, I don't think about the consequences. And there is consequences. Um, you, you make your own judgment of what the consequences will be. Um, so if we surrender all our parts, all our being, and everything about ourselves, um, if we, all we do is, if everything that we do is for the purpose of serving God, then we're, we're going to start seeing blessings in our lives. And uh, I'm not one for prosperity preaching, but um, let me tell you, if you render to God what is God's, if you surrender to God everything that you have, everything that he has given you, if you surrender it to God and everything in your life you surrender to God, he's going to bless you. And uh, I believe that. I've seen that in my life. I've seen that in other people's lives. And I just want to encourage you tonight, and I want us to open up our hearts, surrender to God, render to God. There's a slight difference between the two. And um, let's get on our knees and uh, let's spend these next five, seven minutes just opening up our hearts to God and just surrendering to God and seeing what he will say to us. Amen. Praise God. Slava Bo. It's a wonderful prayer night, at least for me. Am I selfish or am I right? Is it a good night? Yes? Amen? Amen. Um, I think this is probably the very first time. I think this should be embarrassing. So if you see me get red, I'm embarrassed. That actually during worship, thank you worship, the little girl, God bless you, um, that I actually got dizzy singing because I was actually involved and I was singing. And uh, I don't sing that often. Uh, well, I mean, being so involved... And you singers uh, who go to choir, tomorrow's another opportunity. Um, I guess it's a good thing to continuously practice singing. That way you, you don't get dizzy. But um, wonderful worship. I'd like to just share a short thought um, on prayer. And prayer is a, is a vital thing for us as believers. We see people, men of God, people of God, 
not just men, throughout the scriptures in the Old and New Testament, they come to God, they seek God, and there could be different uh, circumstances in the life of a person and different reasons why he would go to God. We see prayers uh, happen uh, in the scriptures, prayers of requests, requesting of God or, or things that people want from God, from, from God. And we also see prayers, people that are weeping. Under certain circumstances, they, they cry out to God. They don't have a way out. There is no ifs or buts. What's left to do is quite literally just weep and seek God. It is a moment of need. It is a moment of, of, of God, please help me come out. Do something, anything. Something is better than nothing. Something is better than this right now. We see those prayers in the scriptures. We also see prayers of uh, praise and worship, also known as gratitude. Prayers of gratitude. People who are, and we had some people um, who had um, Thanksgiving tonight. And um, you've asked uh, for all of us to thank for a particular thing in your life that has happened. And we gave glory to God. But I'd like to uh, go through the scriptures and... Um, well, really just one person in particular in the Old Testament that I would like to uh, raise up. Some people say, well, what do you do when something happens and you're so unsure of, the, of what you even need? You, you, don't, you don't know who to go to, who to seek counsel from. Um, there's just fear and rastierinaist. И ты не понимаешь, что может происходить. And I chose this person in the Old Testament. Uh, quite honestly, I personally haven't really read about him all that as often as I think I should have. Um, but I, when doing my Bible studying, this person came up in my mind. And he's a king. He's a king uh, of Judah. And uh, one particular day... Somebody comes running to him, telling him that our land is being invaded. And for a king, what a news, right? It's not a happy news. You're being invaded, and the person who told him that we're being invaded, he's, he told him that the people that are coming, they are mighty, and they are a large group of people. They're, it's not, it's not a 20-person camp that's coming after us. This is a multitude of people. I'd like to flip over to Second Chronicles, just read a couple of verses from, from this chapter. Second uh, Chronicles uh, chapter 20. I'd like us, before I begin reading, to pay attention to the reaction of this king. He could have had a multitude of, of, of things to do. He could have called out a council, he could have asked the elders of Israel, of Judah, and, and, and uh, for opinion and what to do and how to do. But as we read these verses, let's pay attention to what he does. This is chapter 20 again. will be verse 2, and we'll read 2 through 4 uh, for now. Then some came and reported to Jeho Jeho Jehoshaphat, saying, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, out of Aram. And behold, they are in Hezazan, Tamar, that is in Gedi. Jehoshaphat was afraid 
and turned his attention to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together together to seek help from the Lord. They even came from all cities of Judah to seek the Lord. And it's very short, just uh, uh, a couple of verses. We find out pretty much a whole lot of what's going on right now in the life of this king. Sure, it says that he was afraid. We, we see that. And we can see that a person can be afraid. Uh, a person who has faith, hope in God, he may strike a moment where he has an experience of fear in him. But his reaction, when I was reading this, his reaction really surprised me. Because right after when you read that it says that he was afraid, it's almost like he turns around and he knows what to do. And he calls out for a prayer and fast. And he calls in together all of his people. And he calls them in for a fast and prayer. And I, I know that this particular point, it doesn't give us too much details who gathered. But if you look a little bit lower down to verse 13, it describes to us, it, it says basically everybody who lived there. It says, all Judah was standing before the Lord with their infants, their wives, and their children. Everybody was called up. There was a need. There was a weeping. There's a, there's a need for them. They were seeking God. And when they came to God, God answered to them. We see that shortly in verses um, uh, 25. I'm sorry, 15 through 17. Um, let's see here. When we read this, uh, the answer that God gives him through a, Levi, a Levite, I'd like to read this moment, this reply from God. And God speaks to his people. He says, this is verse uh, 15. And he said, listen, all Judah and inhabitants, inhabitants of Jerusalem and the king Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, do not fear or be dismayed because of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz. And you will find them at the end of the valley in front of the wilderness of Jeru. You need not fight in this battle. Station yourselves, stand and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out to face them. For the Lord is with you. Verses 18 and onwards. Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground in all Judah. And the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. The Levites from the sons of Kohathites and of the sons of Kerahites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a very loud voice. In an extreme situation where fear can control easily the heart of a person, maybe we've personally experienced fear control us at some point under circum certain circumstances. Um, sometimes it surprises us. We see that a person who, who puts his hope in God, no matter what the circumstances call out for, he could have said, you know, I, I can do what I want and Maybe we just need to run for the mountains, maybe leave 
our place. But the way he prays, if you read the prayer that they pray, they say that you have given us this land. They claim this land. They say to God, you have given us this land. This isn't even ours because it is ours. It is ours because you've given it to us. It's showing to me personally that we can pray. When we pray, we have something to hold on. We have something to claim. And more precisely, it is our salvation and who we are in Christ that when temptations come, when things, whatever the circumstances may arise, there's a broad, a broad uh, explanation for that could be brought up. But if anything arises, we can say that we are a child of God. And I have victory, not just because I have victory, but I have victory because He, gave, he gives me victory through Christ. Amen? I'd like to flip over and I was thinking about uh, prayer and this was actually months ago and even recently, about two weeks ago, uh, I remember this. It was, it was the moment when Jesus was praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, if we remember that moment. And he prayed a prayer twice. Um, <clears throat> and that prayer was very interesting to me. And I'll read it aloud for us to, to, to hear. This is uh, Matthew chapter 26. Both times are recorded in verses 39 and 42. And I'll just read one of them. He prays, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Remember when I was single and we would have these prayers on Tuesdays. And oftentimes we would, I don't know if your brothers still do this, but we would invite the, the brothers, they, they pray over there, the elderly brothers, our fathers, and we would invite them. And quite often they would tell us or give us advice that we should pray for our future, for our, for our wives especially, brothers and sisters, for your future husbands and for your future, for your jobs, for your education. And I would sit there, and this is exactly my mind when I was sitting there. I was like, really? Like, how important is it? I was actually uh, making a judgment. I was actually um, thinking that to myself. Like, really, how important is it? But, but I, I continued to pray. And once I only understood this, that when I was married, I, under, I, I really understood this for myself, that if I didn't pray for my future, for my wife, this almost cliche-like advice from the elders, if I wouldn't have taken that, then there is no way that I could have seen the heart of a person, which I didn't. I didn't, I, I liked my wife, I loved her, and then I proposed to her. But there's no way in the world, even during dating seasons, good luck. I mean, dating is, is you're just not going to know who the person is. You, you'll never find out. There is not a method at all. Um, but there is just impossible. And when I got married, I realized that it was really important for me to pray. And I was thankful that every single prayer that I was praying for, either for my future, my wife, for my job, everything has an impact on me today as being the man of the house, and so on. Something that I understood very little of when I was single. But when you have responsibilities in the future and you see that God is bringing you through in your life, 
where you're literally, you know that my tomorrow's day can turn out anyhow. But today, I have hope for tomorrow. That is a real feeling. Sometimes, I felt like I had no hope tomorrow. I didn't know what was going to, with work or with other things. I simply, I didn't, I had no confidence. I had nothing. But when you practice in giving yourself to God, your worries and your thoughts, your heart, when you say, you know what, maybe whatever's going on right now in my life, it doesn't make sense for me to pray a prayer. I give it all to you. What is there to give you, Lord? There's, there's this negative situation that I'm in or whatever it is. It's not much to give. But you go ahead and test God and you are going to see amazing things happen in your life. If you completely put your hope on him. Amen. In this prayer, I would like to pray precisely on that for us. For every single one of us. Let's pray, brothers. You can lay a hand on a brother next to you and sisters, a sister next to you. Let's pray for each other. The enemy right now, nowadays, with the liberal mindset and the, the things that are going on, maybe we, we won't even notice it. But in the spirit, we will feel what is right and wrong when we ask for wisdom from God. So in this prayer, let's... Let's sincerely seek God. Let's give our, our five, ten more minutes. And let's seek God in this short prayer. Amen? Давайте будем молиться.